0: This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the Fanalist, and Southey. The prodigal, you, my, I. We have returned. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, as the as the intro says, for the first time in a while, it is actually Roscoe, the Fanalist, and Southey.
1: Ooh. Welcome.
0: So nice to be back, all three of us.
1: Yeah, it so feels long. like it's been
0: since we went to the game that it's just been the three of us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it really like has been eh? a long time.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: and what a night to all be back together. The Leafs held on to a 3-1 lead. We love it.
1: Did we break the curse?
0: I hope so.
2: Oh, God, I hope so.
1: I really hope so. Oh, <laughs> my God. Got to Man. start off
0: with uh, with a shout-out to Steph and, uh, and Bean. But, I mean, Steph was able to edit and post the last show without <laughs> me uh, filling in for me. I appreciate it. So yeah, I we're outside freezing our uh, insert expletive here off. Um, it was minus 32 in Ottawa and we were working outside <laughs> overnight filming. Um, <laughs> needless to say, it was not fun. We were outside Monday through Friday all day.
2: Yeah, no exaggeration. So we were literally yeah. freezing out
0: there. It was nuts. Yeah, like Looking at the forecast moving forward in Ottawa, too, it's like minus 16 or 17 at the lows for the next couple of weeks. But of course, we're outside when it's minus 28, minus 30. Like, it was no joke out there, man. Like, the amount of layers I had on, I felt like uh, the Michelin man. I wow. <laughs> could even bend down to put on my boots. <laughs> Couldn't no. be
1: one of those weeks where it was minus 3, minus 5. I'm looking at the weather forecast for the next week in Oshawa, and it's around minus 3, minus 4. But... Damn, you guys got screwed. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we were working outside on Monday when we got dumped on with snow. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's a snow day," and I spent all day shoveling. Yeah, we spent all day shooting a movie outside uh, S- our first day.
2: It sucked. <laughs> Sunday night, no snow. Wake up Monday morning, fifty centimeters of snow that
0: day. Yeah, that was nuts. We had uh, we had to bury or sorry, dig our cars out at, <laughs> at the end of the day to drive out of there. There was like. On the side of my car there was like a two foot snow drift just hanging off the windows I had to knock off. It was wild.
1: I gotta say, this is the first time that I used a shovel to get the snow <laughs> off my car. I was literally <laughs> taking the shovel on top of the car and I would get at least 20 or so loads. It was that bad. Oh, Show man. us
2: you're
0: Canadian without saying you're Canadian, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I almost Shout posted the video. To, uh,
0: also shout out to Andy's plowing in Ottawa. My, uh, my landlord pays for a uh, road clearing service. I have those little pegs at the end of my driveway. Nice. So I just come home and this tractor has just cleared my driveway. Oh, it's so great,
1: man. I know it's been so long since we've all been together that now I'm looking outside and it, the snow's hard as a rock. It's half gone and it's just freezing out. And wow. I don't know. I hope moving forward though, that the, clears up a little bit and we can enjoy something outside please
0: and and that being said uh we get two more weeks of filming so uh, unless it's a weekend game handing it over to uh steph so some some lessons and we'll we'll get some uh some podcast posted for you guys Yeah. um with that let's get into a game
1: yes let's Let's. do that
0: so the leaves head back to uh ubs is his favorite place to play, man. Those Islanders fans are annoying. They are bitter, man. Whew, they will not let that go. I
2: think that's going to be a career long thing. Every time he touches the puck or steps on the ice, just the boo birds,
0: full effect. Mm-hmm. Get over it, like
1: yeah. The Islanders have
0: done better since he left, honestly, and they've yeah. done they've gone farther in the playoffs than the Leafs have since he left. Like, get over it.
1: Yeah. And if there's one thing I learned tonight is that uh, our clingy ex of Islanders, (laughs) I think we need to get that restraining order. It's come to that point where the restraining order is, (laughs) it's sufficient for this point. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm annoyed too. And, you know, I think it's to that point where the Islanders fans just made it like a game, sort of, kind of like when Soup makes a save, we immediately just go, Soup! Even if it's not even the best save ever, we just know to yell Soup. But now it's their, it seems like their automatic reaction is just boo every time they see 91 on the ice. So- That's
2: true. I wonder if it's just like a temporary thing, like for his career. If he retires, will they actually like give him the applause when he gets, you know, bring, uh, sorry brought back to the building or is it a real true disdain thing that they will still boo him even after then?
0: I think it's just Islanders fans being Islanders. I think once he's retired, I think they'll give him the respect that he deserves for being their captain through those years. But honestly, they, they're the underdog team in New York and that's what they're known for is being rowdy, right? Like they're the Bills mafia of the NHL. You know, they got that new <laughs> arena and it was all all these rules were coming out about how they weren't allowed to tailgate and all this stuff. Like, that's their whole thing is being like the Carolina Hurricanes of fans. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't think they'll show him the respect once he retires. If they You really don't think it, so? These, like, if they haven't showed it yet, I feel like part like. They're not going to show, of, of course, a part of them, but not all of them, like they should have, like how we honor our guys when they come back yeah. to the Scotia Bank Arena. I don't know.
2: I feel like I'd almost respect the bar if they didn't.
1: Yeah, just brutal. Like, get out speaking, of here. Speaking <laughs> of Islanders honoring
0: players, though, I just got to give a a quick, quick little uh, moment of respect uh, for we just lost a legend of the Islanders in uh, Clark Gillis. Shout passed out away, um who has uh, on i mean i don't know that much about him i've really learned about his play through uh, i have a, a phone game of managing teams and you can get like legend moments and clark gillis is on one of my lines and so i have to like unlock all these moments for him so i've been reading through those and it's kind of cool so yeah he, you know this is the first i've heard of him and unfortunately it's you know him passing away but he's had a pretty great career too like rarely talked about pretty underrated yeah, player he, I think they said he was third all time scorer for the Islanders. Yeah. Which is saying something
2: considering they had quite the dynasty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Got the C at 22 and he actually gave it up to Pob Then when he felt the pressure of wearing the C and that's something that you don't see happen ever. So this guy is pretty memorable.
0: All right. With that, let's get into the first period. Um, to start off, Leafs had two kind of mediocre power plays. Uh, they came out of the gate a little meh, finished the game well. I think they played a pretty good 60 minutes altogether, but the first five were a little eh. Um, the weirdest thing, though, I think on that one, po- I think it was the first power play, is he just lost his stick and managed to clear the puck out, like with his hands diving. It was just, yeah. come on, guys. Like, you got to be better than a guy with no stick. <laughs> yeah. Granted, uh, that was a nice play, but you're right. Like, you can't let it that was. happen. I was, see, I was divided. I went back and forth so many times. I was like, do I give the Leafs crap for him pulling off a nice play or do I give him props for pulling off this nice play? It's like somewhere in the <laughs> middle. Like, yeah. that was beautiful that he was able to dive and clear it with no stick, but at the same time, like, guys, come on. He had no stick. Just a yeah. golden
2: opportunity to start the game on the right foot. And yeah, something like that happens. It is a little deflating, especially after two back to back power plays.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping they'd sink one really quickly, you know. But uh, lo and behold, don't worry, we have Mitch Marner to just sink it quickly on that short-handed opportunity, which blew my mind. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting goal too, because it looked like he kind of lost control of the puck, but at the same time, just managed to put it five-hole. That was a yeah, that was an interesting goal.
0: Marner seems to be good at, as long as it's within that circle of a, like a foot around him, even if it's between his feet, he has control of it. Even if it doesn't look like he does, he knows where it is.
2: Oh, his hand yeah. dies off the charts.
0: Yeah. So he he's able to pick that one up quick off the face off, catch a breakaway shorthanded, leaps go up 1-0. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Uh Real quick, I just want to circle back to the penalties for a sec, though. Um, I think the the one that ended up getting called for bunting for that tripping was a little mediocre, but it was... Because they didn't call the one right before it. Now I don't remember what it was. I should have written it down. But there was a missed call like 10 seconds before that. Uh, Mm Oh, It was the hooking on Matthews. Matthews had a great chance. He was forcing towards the net. And he's just getting mobbed, held, hooked, like as usual. No call. And then Bunting blows a tire and gets the tripping call. I'm like, can you just call the proper (sighs) thing instead of going, oh, we should have called that. Let's get the next one.
2: Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah,
2: it's like the McDavid effect. You just he should draw so many more penalties same as Matthews they just can't call them all I guess
0: Bunting leading the league in penalties drawn because he plays on a line with a guy who uh, <laughs> is probably leading the league in the least amount drawn so exactly on the
1: opposite end of the spectrum like a penalty Chara, vacuum. who never gets called for anything oh
0: Chara this was all over Twitter everybody's yes. so mad Man, he's 44. He's not unaware of how big he is. Like, it's not an accident if he blows through somebody. They got to stop using this as like, oh, well, he's just big. And, you know, if we call it everything, he does a penalty. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's been doing this for over 20 years. He knows what he's doing at this point. He almost killed Max Pacioretty back in the day. Like, come on.
1: He almost sent Bunting flying in that first <laughs> period with the softest cross check ever, but it just looked like his dad was on the ice and just sent him flying out of the fun of it. You know what I mean? Like playing shinny, but yeah, it just <laughs> man, I can't believe and, this
0: guy's still effective at forty four too. He and his kinda...
1: partner. Go ahead. I'm Steph. just gonna say, Noah Dobson. The the age difference between his defensive partner and him. I, what is it like? <laughs> more than is or he, just as about, about his hockey career worth in between yeah chara
0: could yeah, pretty I much be his dad he, i'm I'm pretty sure chara was drafted like before dobson was born or like right after <laughs> <laughs> that's insane yeah but no at 44 like he still got the shot he was still he's still a pain in the ass to play against like man yeah. i can't believe boston let him go He's not as noticeable as he used to be in the games, but that's kind of
2: a reflection on his career right now, too, which isn't too bad of a thing. Like, you're not noticing him making mistakes, but you're also not
0: noticing, like,
2: making huge plays like he used
0: to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's filling a role defensively for them the same way that Spezza and Simmons are playing on the Leafs, right? Like exactly. not the stars they used to be, but they're still effective even though they're at the age they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Spezza, though, I've been, man, after a really hot start at the beginning of the season, he has not scored in what seems like months no it's he
1: true. hasn't seems like that eh and same with simmons i find that you know simmons the type of guy who sinks a couple here and there but his it's been quite a while for him as well
0: yeah but on uh on the other hand galloping through the jungle <laughs> comes the giraffe <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that what a giraffe sounds like, Tony? I
0: have, I was, again, I was thinking about this before. I was like, what the hell sound does a giraffe make? I don't know what to do. What
1: the giraffe say?
0: Just, well, because all they do is whip their necks at each other. So, like, they don't make sounds. They're just, they just gallop around. It's so, like, I, I'm sure they neigh of some kind. We'll ask, we'll ask, ask the zoologist, Steve jangle. I'm sure he could tell you what else. That was a nice
2: goal, made. though, 0.4 seconds left, especially after Prezi's goal with uh, one minute left. Good way to end the first period. A little momentum coming into the
0: second. Yeah, that was a buzzer beater, a la Kawhi Leonard. Love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially for the New York Islanders being uh, the fewest in the NHL scoring those first period goals. I was just hoping Toronto would light them up in the first Mm -hmm. period and get it over with and hold that lead. But, hey, our boy Giraffe, I'm so happy he scored. I called it when we did our little shout-out on Twitter there. So, yes, but his goal I was wanted a to see cobra tiger. too.
2: The cobra, yeah. His goal is also very similar <laughs> to Marner's too. Just a slow right along the ice, five fold between the net. Nice goal. It's like he
1: whiffed it a little, you know. Like, yeah, even they with the Marner did. goal, you're just surprised it went in. It just kind of snuck through the legs, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that happened." And his second shorthanded goal this year in the same barn <laughs> to top yeah. it off. So he,
0: he made that one little extra there. move to the backhand and just slowly in. Marner's been fantastic since coming back. Honestly, like both ends of the ice. He's been pickpocketing people. He's been playing defensively, offensively. He's reading everything. The passing's been great. Maybe a couple times he's held on a little too long. Throwing the body around, but man. Five points in three games. Vintage. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And another thing that happened in the first period where... I think Luke Man messaged our group chat and was like, Did someone score? No, it was just the crowd being overly wild on the Matt Martin hit on, <laughs> on, uh, on Tavares there. Oh yeah. my God. Of course, it's Matt Martin out of all people, too. Right?
0: It's always <laughs> got to be the X Leaf, right? Like, there's always the story every time. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten rid of so many people that there's one on every team. I, I was going to say, There's one on every team.
2: Yeah,
1: of
0: course. Some right. more than others. Ella Oilers, which we'll get to later. Mm -hmm. Um, In between there, we had um, Zach Parise scoring because I guess... Nice goal. Again, it was nice. And every time we play against people who who have like zero to three goals, they get one of their goals against the Leafs, it seems. Second goal of the season.
1: Yeah. First even strength goal in an Islanders uniform. Really? Like a guy from like Zach Parise? (laughs) I'm kind of shocked, actually. Coming from a Minnesota Wild team and being somewhat successful there. Top six he's one forward.
0: Of, he's one of Lou's favorites from the uh, New Jersey days. That's why he's there. Yeah. it's getting the old band back together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the old song doesn't work out anymore. I don't know. Yeah. No, just, he kind um, of fills
2: that Spets roll out for the Islanders, though he's pretty much the equivalent.
0: Isn't he a bit more money for that, though? Yeah, I think he does get paid quite a bit more. Yeah, uh, so moving on to the second period, uh, I mean, pretty uneventful second. It went by pretty fast. This whole game went by pretty fast. It was over I felt the same way. 30. There yeah. was very little stoppage between yeah. like offsides and icing and penalties and things like outside of the beginning of the first period where there were three penalties, like not much.
1: Yeah, the Leafs getting more physical in the second. I mean, Liljgren mm-hmm. getting rocked a couple times, twice by Parise. Gosh. another by Clutterfuck, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, this guy is definitely getting a hello, welcome to the NHL, and it's not as easy. So, but
2: good on Lily though. Like he saw the play coming, he knew he was going to take big hits twice, and he did it. Yeah. He made the play too. Like he cleared the puck both times.
1: Definitely. He got off yeah, his and, feet really quickly.
0: Yeah. And just to bring up our uh, our big word from the last time he played, uh, the groin was looking good tonight. Marezek it was. It was, uh, was dropping around and sliding back and forth in the net. He looked healthy. It was good. He played a great game. He, he really made good. some really timely saves for
2: them. Like He didn't mm-hmm. really stand out too much, but when they needed him, he got stoppage of plays, and he uh, he stopped the puck pretty good.
0: Yeah, the performance you need out of a, a goalie against a bottom-tier team like the Islanders are playing like right now. Yeah, that's what
2: you yeah. want from your backup. Just someone who's steady back there who's going to make the important save at the right time and not cost exactly. you like too much momentum.
1: Yeah, and Mrazek, as much as I hate to say it, I feel like these next couple weeks is going to be the last final tryout for him, unfortunately. And that's just my opinion because if he doesn't win these must-win games, then he's definitely going to be a huge target at the trade t- deadline. But that's just me. I know other people have different opinions, mm-hmm. but... This is the time he needs to perform now. I mean, this is his fifth game this year. We're paying three point eight for the guy, so yeah. it could even be like a good showcase
2: well. for other teams too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of people looking for goalies, so but, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if he took the net a little more often than he has been. Yeah, I think with the amount of games they have in February, he's going to mm-hmm. be playing a lot, and I think that plays to the Leafs' advantage with the trade deadline being pushed to uh, March 21st. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So. <clears throat> um, another, another note on Marizing in the second period, though, there was one save he made that was hilarious. I was watching, um, instead of Hockey Night in Canada, I was watching the Steve Dangle and Tim McAuliffe, uh, stream tonight. He jumped in for the second period, which was fun. Um, mm-hmm. and they were laughing at this too, so... <laughs> Basically, the puck was just like lifted up into Mrazek's glove. He didn't really make a save; it was kind of just given to him. But while he was down, he kind of like milked it and did like a like an extra motion with his glove after the puck was already in there, as though he'd like grabbed it. Just a right. vintage
2: and, uh, Patrick Roy move. Oh, to so my gloves. It's-
1: oh.
0: Yeah, exactly. It it does like a windmill after it's all in there. (laughs) Love (laughs) to see it. You have to
1: oversell the windmill unless it's even a legit save. Like if it's a windmill opportunity, you go for that, man. Big circle. Of course you do.
0: (laughs) Until you throw it in the back of your own net or something or reach (laughs) back behind the line. Man, the net got knocked off so many times tonight. Who was it who blew a tire and slid right through Miraz? It was was Martin. Martin. Did you uh, see how long it took again. for them to blow the whistle on that, too? That
1: was insane. <laughs> they took it back
0: to the other end. Like,
2: blow the whistle.
1: They're just staring at him, like, look it up, look it down, look it up. It's like, okay, whistle time, man. Like <laughs> It's not like it's anymore. off an inch or
0: two where you can put it back on. Like, that thing is in the corner almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the refs tonight were bad, man, positioning-wise, and, like, their timing. Uh, one of them broke up a play, too, that the Leafs had. It blocked a pass. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. That I was did. awful. Mm-hmm
1: definitely, but I feel like the second period, though, like, the first line had a couple good chances, the fourth line too, I was really, really hoping for Simmer to get in there and lay the bod more, because we know this is a huge game for JT, and everyone just needs to pull their weight and say, like, no more, the Leafs are in, and we're going to win in this barn from, from now on, moving forward, so just I just wanted them to shut the fans up.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean for, for JT and Newlander have been on such a, a hot streak lately, they were I mean, they didn't do anything bad tonight. They were just I mean, I think Mitch and, and Austin stood out a lot more. Yeah. Um they were having a much better night. Even That's the third all.
1: line. The third yeah. line stood out a lot to me tonight. Yeah,
0: they were good.
2: Like the second line played a fine game, but they just were like not very noticeable tonight, I found.
0: Yeah, it could just be a bad matchup against the Islanders as yeah. far as, you know, they've got a lot of shutdown lines there. I mean, that, that <laughs> third line is just, I don't get it. Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, and who's the other one? Just, pff, oh, he, yeah,
2: that's a nasty line to play against, man. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, they pay like $12 million for their third line just to have that. It's crazy. It Fourth
1: in the league for hits, New York Islanders are, so I'm, they play heavy. I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. But, um, So, uh, yeah, sorry, Steph, go ahead.
1: I was actually going to say I'm kind of surprised that they pulled Clifford from the lineup tonight and put in Anderson instead because we know how Mm -hmm. heavy the Islanders play. So it would have been nice to see Clifford out there to just set the tone a little, you know?
2: Yeah, it really showed yeah. how the Leafs are not a heavy team whatsoever. Like, they were not punishing the D like the Islanders were, like, as Lily was getting hammered every play he made in the corner. Yeah. It just seems like the New York Islanders' D had that extra second or two because they knew, like, they weren't going to get laid out like that.
1: But especially with Muzzin and Hall out of the lineup, which you know mm-hmm. are yeah, I was just two big say. boys, right? Yeah. But they did well still. I mean,. I'm just looking at Anderson now. You know, we Keith Dahlstrom didn't play them a lot. Yes, yeah. Dolstrom
2: looked a little shaky out there. Took that bad penalty. Had a couple of bad giveaways. I don't know. He didn't really stand up to
0: me at all. He was pinching a little deep. Speaking of pinching deep, man, when you're up three to one. Why is Morgan Riley pinching in to be the extra man on there, guys? <laughs> yeah. Like you just blew five three one leads. Don't do that.
2: We're talking about pinching. Like Brody was behind the net, like he was Wayne Gretzky, just looking at both sides.
0: Eventually led to the Riley goal, but odd to see yeah. him there. Yeah. So that Riley goal, man, what a snipe on the one time. That was beautiful. Like and yes, oh, side vintage to side Riley there. Just oh, blew it over the shoulder of. Uh, hmm. What's yeah. his name? Verl <laughs> Verlamov, Var- Var- thanks. Yeah. Not
1: I, I was so glad um, Riley did that, especially the first period. You saw Riley walk the line a little back and forth, just hesitating a lot on that power play. And then finally that pass, Nylander straight across, open cage. Boom. That was so nice. I mean, uh, Riley with four shots tonight, two points. Mm-hmm. He played 25-33. So, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, with,
0: he was with huge. how With how well Riley and Lily and Sandine have been playing offensively and even Brody lately, yes. um, I don't think, like, when we go into these, this talk, which we'll get into about what we're looking for in a new defenseman, I don't think offense is what we're lacking, especially when we have the forward group we have. No, yeah. it it's, can't be. No, nah, like, that. that's really got to narrow it down. And I think that kind of takes them out of the race for a couple people, but I don't think that's a bad thing.
2: If you're looking for D, I think it has to be Sandpaper, someone who can really, really clear the net and just, like, a defensive stalwart. Yeah.
0: Because, because like you, you said, the offense
2: it. is taken care of, right?
0: Yeah, and losing Muzzin seems to be, like, kind of status quo. Like, that's going to happen once a season. Mm-hmm. And if that's going to keep happening, like, he can't be the only one who holds that no. role down.
1: Yeah. The Leafs know it. And Riley said in the press conference that they don't need to adjust. This is normal life in the Leaf land and NHL land. And they just need to learn how to move forward. And, you know, the barn is full of high skilled forwards. We definitely need that defensive defender Mm -hmm. in the lineup. I totally agree. And not that first quarterback Prospect, kind of like John Klingberg, for example. I'm against that. That's just me. Like I'd go f- for someone more like Severson or Mayfield or even uh Connor Murphy. But yeah, yeah. Leave leave the responsibilities to Riley and like Muzzin or these guys who aren't afraid to move up on the play. You know, and bring in some more Brodies and. Like I want to see that bod go flying and block the shots. Like lay lay it on, you know what I mean. But
2: yeah, you need exactly. someone really nasty back there because that's the one thing I find the Leafs are missing is is that really like, like I said, the sandpaper. Just someone who puts a little bit of fear into the forwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'll just we'll just put a pause on that for now because that's what we're gonna get to after the break. Fair. Here is uh, talk about what defensemen we're gonna be looking for here come deadline. Uh, so the Leafs managed to hold on to a 3-1 lead for the first time uh, in this road trip. And yes. uh, that's it. That was the final score. Did you the, like the third? I, I thought they were
2: kind of on their heels for most of the third. They were playing almost not to lose a little bit. And I find that's when they're not good. They need to be on the attack and on the offensive and applying the pressure. Because when they're not, they're always hemmed in their end, like in their zone.
0: I think it was an adjustment after blowing all these leads that it was like, okay, let's just try to lock down and play defensively. The Islanders don't have a big you know, threat on the the, uh, that's fair. On the offense that's going to get through us. We don't have our main defenseman. Like, we're missing a couple people. Let's just kind of turtle back and protect this. I don't know if that was the goal, but that's kind of how that period worked out. Because the Islanders can play a trap game really easily, and if you – Get locked in their end, and you know they're going to jump on a, an opportunity and get themselves back in it. That's just as dangerous. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. No, but and they held on to it, so I can't complain.
2: It's like credit to Mrazek too, because he made like again the timely saves in that third period. He allowed them to play that style. So if, I guess if you can do it, then especially a team like against the Islanders and do
0: it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's only like I said. I mean, Anders Lee has been kind of mad this year. There's there's only a, a handful of people on that team that I would really see as a threat to score in yeah. a crunch time like that when they've got when they had the the the, uh, the empty net. Unfortunately, the Leafs couldn't put one in there. Like they couldn't even get out of their end for most of that. Yeah. But hey, the whether it was a strategy or not, it worked. Uh, they had a timeout and everything to talk about it. So. Mm-hmm. And, it and like to it. be fair, like when the Islanders were in the Leafs zone, they mostly kept them to the
2: outside. So like they didn't really have too too many dangerous chances.
0: Yeah. There was a couple times where I was like, oh, there could be a dirty one here. Like, there's a little scramble in front of the net. People yes. poking at the corners of it. I'm like, something could squeak through here. Especially a lot of point them. shots, too. Yeah. The Leafs did not let a lot through, though. They blocked a ton tonight. Mm-hmm. The, the shot attempts versus, like, how many actually got through to Mrazek. Which is also and, scary. Like, in the last five minutes, they blocked a lot of shots and, like, heavy shots, too, from the point. That's terrifying to see. Yeah, especially after we saw, who was it who took one to the head? Um <laughs> was it clifford and he came back later in the game it might not have been I, somebody I the don't... other it was like two games ago somebody was dropped down and, and blocked one and then went off to the bench or i think it was kerfoot and oh. uh came back later but yeah oh. uh leafs hold on win three to one end of the road trip coming home
1: <laughs> woohoo Yes, finally, the curse must be broken (laughs) because we just need to think this way and moving forward this this road trip has been uh, not what we'd expect but we did get some points and we faced some really tough competitors in the meantime so this is a good shake it off moment, write down what you need to do and look into the future with these new notes.
0: Yeah, it's not easy to come off of a break like that and go straight to a road trip because you can't play at home. Like, this, it's just been a little crazy of a schedule. And looking forward, it's going to be even more crazy, but at least they get uh, a decent split between home and away games.
2: That's the thing. Like, you're hoping they come out of this break, coming back into a groove and a little bit more regularity. And, like, you're going to see the team that we saw in
0: 2021. Exactly. So, with that,
3: I'm feeling pretty good. (laughs) Pretty,
0: pretty, 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 pretty good. Who was pretty good tonight?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's hard, you know, because I have three candidates in mind. But tonight I have to give it to Mrazek just because he posted a 964. And every other game he's played, it's been a high-scoring game. And everyone's rooting for the guy because this goalie tandem is... Elite, you know, Mrazik's used to being 1A, and Jack obviously needs a rest. But other guys I'm thinking of is, of course, the Giraffe and Riley. Yeah. Warner, too, but I'm going to give it to Mrazic because, you know what, we never see him, too. So I
2: was going to go Mrazik, but I'm going to give it to Riley since you did. He was on the power play. He was on the penalty kill. He played every position. Like, he was great tonight. He was doing everything, and that's exactly what you need from your best player on the deep.
0: Uh, I agree with both of those, and I'm going to give it to Mitch Marner because uh, I think he played fantastically. He got that uh, shorthanded goal to open the scoring, give the Leafs the boost after uh, kind of a rocky start with those two power plays, and some great passes all around. I think you did great, so I'm going to give it to Mitch.
2: That's fair. It's such a different dynamic when Mitch is back in the lineup and he's doing Mitchy things. It really, really Um, adds a huge amount of depth to the team.
1: That PK with the giraffe, love it.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, with that, we're going to go to a quick break, and we will be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs)
3: Hey,
0: we're back. Wait a second. You're not, Suddy.
3: I, I have uh, replaced him. Uh, he's currently locked in my basement next to uh, <gasps> Mitch Marner. <laughs> Dr. And- <laughs> Dre. <laughs> Dr. Dre, exactly.
0: <laughs> Nelly. Uh, so uh, welcome, Darty Brother who's uh, filling in with the second half here. As uh, Sethi hops off, thanks for joining us.
3: You know, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be part of Least Late Night. Uh, the number one Leafs podcast on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify.
0: <laughs> we think. No, nope. we, we hope. I wish. Um, so, before we get into this, have you, did you guys hear about this when we were young festival?
1: Yeah. I thought it was fake.
0: So, did I? Darty, did you hear about this?
3: It's t- it's definitely fake, and you want to know why? Because yellow card is not on the. <laughs> so you can't have a <laughs> festival, and somehow those bastards sneak in them and like, you know, bring me the horizon.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be like so, that. Uh, what, what was that festival fire. on the island? Yeah, fire.
0: <laughs> that's a uh, that's an amazing documentary, by the way. was how that fell apart. Well, I remember reading. Yeah. uh for anyone who, for anyone who didn't hear about this when we were young, festival uh, presented by Live Nation which is Saturday, October 22nd, at Las Vegas Festival Grounds. Headliners, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, Bright Eyes, and Jimmy Eat World. Featuring AFI, The U's, Taking Back Sunday, Pierce the Veil, Neck Deep, Maine, Mayday Parade, I'm Skipping Through Because There's So Many, Sleeping With Sirens, Senses Fail, Silverstein, We the Kings, The Wonder Years, 303, Stage Champs, Atreyu, uh, Four Years Strong. Wow. Uh, this is like... This is like Warp Tour from 2006 with yeah. Avril Lavigne and I love this. I want to go. Um I think tickets went on sale today if you had like a code in the states. Uh, a couple of us were tr- or yesterday I think a couple of us were trying to get tickets for it, but oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like $300 Canadian. <laughs>
1: The poster kind of just looks like your old binder mm. from back in elementary and high school of all the bands that you like, just collaged in stickers, and that's why I thought it was fake for a second. I'm like, no, come on, this is just a blast from the past. But no, I just it's real. Toss in
0: Dance Gavin Dance, The All American Rejects, and Boys Like Girls. Shout out! <sighs> like, come on, this is insane. I want to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm <sighs> Owl
3: City here. <or> bust. <laughs> Almost... <laughs> <laughs> just, just play uh, fucking fireflies like on repeat.
0: <laughs> please yes. take me away from here.
3: <laughs> that's what uh, oh, that's what man. fucking Leon Dryside must be saying like every day. Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So we were, you guys talked about it, but we didn't get to talk about this. So uh, Leon Dreisaddle called out by uh, Matheson for being pissy. Are you joking? <laughs>
1: Right, just shocking. It went that far. Like, oh
0: man, well, it's definitely
3: one of those like Ooh. boomer moments, you know, where it's like he kind of like obviously got a little pissed off that like this this athlete is blowing, you know, the athlete is blowing off this uh, you know storied reporter from the NHL. But like, I feel, you know, what I don't know how you guys feel. I feel for both sides here. Like, I'm pretty pissed off at Drysidal for his attitude, and I'm pretty pissed off at Matheson for just being like like come on man like you should know better right like i know there's people out there who have to ask the tough questions but like the guy looks like he's shell-shocked all right like he
1: like
0: that team's got nothing right now i mean it's not dry fault by any means it's the team was put together horribly
1: yeah exactly and the thing that gets me is that dry answers him and and he says of course matheson why are you so pissy? And he's like, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are being pissy. It's like, okay, yeah, dad. Okay. And well, I totally agree with the boomer moment. I'm like, really? It's like, this guy didn't get his way and just has a fit.
3: But You know what? And this is like, this, this is dirty. He's like, I like to see both sides. Right. I, like, I really like to like, you know, like I'll, if I'm going to give one person hell, I'm going to give the next person hell too. Right. And uh, the one thing I did notice is that like, there's obviously an attitude problem in that dressing room because no one, and I, this is one thing I hate about hockey and I don't see it as much in other sports and maybe just cause I'm blind. Right. We all have our blinders, but like, don't put those guys on stage. All right. I don't know what is our sick fetish about putting guys who like literally, you know, their hair is a mess. They're not wearing, like if you're going to have someone on that fucking podium, have them in a the suit. Have a guy who knows what they're going to say because it's embarrassing. It's a bad look for the league. It makes us look like a two cent league. I don't want to hear their opinion. I don't want to know their opinion if they're pissy and they're going to talk like that. Like, look at how many, how many, how many appointments are we going to have with McDavid where he's just going to be like, "Yep, yep, mm, yep." Like, I don't hear that. I don't. As a fan of that team or any other team, it's just like, it's just like watching a like, who like who wants to watch that dumpster fire, right? Like, I'd rather there's that one guy on the on the Oilers who was just. He had such a positive attitude, and he was like, you know, you could tell he was gonna cry deep down inside. But that's what I want to hear, right? Like that's like Perlini. That's good. That's heart. That's heart Perlini. Soul. Yeah,
0: that was great. Like, Perlini, you know, like, when, no when do you think that go That this? when do you think that win's gonna come? Next game. It didn't, but you know, respect the enthusiasm.
1: Yes, Brendan Perlini. But no, you're right. Making... I mean, we
0: got we got jerseys on the ice again down there. Like it's yeah. it's not good. It's embarrassing. Spoiler Leave it to the guy
1: making league minimum to bring the enthusiasm to the locker room, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, just around the league tonight, we got the Sabres beat the Flyers in the battle of the bottom, uh, six, three. So, uh, Sabres might, did they move up a spot on them for that? Uh, I can't tell from mm. this one. Anyway, uh, the Bruins beat the Jets 3-2. Rangers slapped the Coyotes 7-3. Chris Kreider with a hat trick, putting himself in first place in goals in the league. Are you joking? Who had wow. Chris Kreider for topping off uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl and Matthews for goals? <laughs>
1: Gotta say, if we're talking fantasy, uh, pick up the day for me. Tage Thompson with uh, two goals, one assist, three power play points, four shots, three hits, Oof. one block. That is Beauty. off the waiver wire.
0: <laughs> Unreal. Uh, we also had the Avalanche barely winning an overtime against the Canadians. What? Like, the Avalanche need better goaltending. I'm sorry. Kemper is not up to par as somebody who owns them in fantasy. Uh, we also had another overtime. The Capitals barely beating the Senators. So just hockey being hockey. Uh, Devils also <laughs> hockey being hockey, beating up on the Hurricanes 7-4. to Like, Oof. what? What is happening tonight?
1: I think Auntie yeah. Rana was in net for that one.
0: Must have been, because that's that's not good. Uh, we also have, in the third period, Preds are up 3-1 over the Red Wings. Chicago's up two one over Minnesota. A lot of bad teams winning tonight, and the Flames are uh, already up two nothing over Edmonton, which will pissy. take us back to our discussion.
1: <laughs> yes, someone's feeling pissy right about now, and yeah, me for playing yeah. Andrew
0: Manjapani tonight because he hasn't scored yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bread
0: eater, real cool lately. Yeah, the bread eaters uh, been rationing <laughs> lately yeah and i can't afford to keep him on my team if he's gonna do that
3: don't
0: do that Don't do that. uh yeah. on the note of fantasy a lot of people have been asking us about it we are definitely if you didn't hear us announce this uh weeks and weeks back we're gonna do next season a uh a leafs late night league um either myself or steph will manage that i don't know i don't know if steph wants to put another league on her plate she already manages ours i can take that oh. one over but uh <laughs> we'll teach everybody who wants to learn it'll be kind of like a beginner's thing we promise we'll uh we'll uh, uh no promises <laughs> no um, i don't know if i can promise anything actually <laughs> no promises we'll teach that will go how easy to play on you though. yeah honestly there's people that are learning how to play this year that are within like a point of me in first place so you know what anything can happen it's hockey
1: yeah it's and like last the weirdest year? thing to
0: bet on and put money on <laughs>
1: Definitely. And last year we had a rookie win the title, so you never know, anything can happen.
3: I think when it yeah. comes to fantasy, it's when you fall in love with the players is that's when it gets that's when you get burnt, right? So it's like someone who's a rookie who's just coming in, they're just purely looking at the stats. They're like, Okay, like I, I am gonna do this, 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 this and this and all of a sudden they beat your because 'cause you're like, Well, why are the guys that I love why are they not getting any points? <laughs>
1: That is very true. That's very true. They don't care about the names. They're just making moves like it's no one's business. And those people, they're on top.
0: Speaking of making moves like it's no one's business. Um, we were talking to Peter Mrazek before um, you joined us, Darty. And the amount of games he's going to be playing through February with all these reschedulings and everything. And uh, is this, in your opinion, because we got said these already and I want to hear, having not heard it, what yours is. Do you see this as uh, an audition for him to stick around as the backup or an audition to potentially move him at the deadline?
3: Well, Darty, you know, as an outspoken uh, person, he gets his outspokenness because I, uh, you know, on the side, when I'm not Darty, I like to actually act. And when I went to acting school, the one thing I learned is that an audition is an opportunity to perform. All right. So let me tell you something this guy, he's got all these opportunities now to perform. And do an amazing job. And if he does what he did tonight, like who's gonna, you know, the, the sky's the limit, right? Like obviously, the shutout would have been nice because then it would have been the first like time that the Leafs have gotten a, a shutout, like three shutouts against a single team in a season since 1927 or some crazy. Oh season. wow! Did you not know that? Yeah.
0: No. I've- I didn't hear that one. That's
3: what happens when you listen to the audio broadcaster, right? The good old radio. <laughs> yeah.
2: There you go. I'm pretty sure that was the stat, brain.
3: is that the, that's the last time the Leafs blanked a team three times in a season was like 1927 or 1928. So, like, 100 years ago, they did, they,
0: they pulled it off. And they
3: almost pulled it off tonight. But, uh, hey, a win's a win, and we needed it. So, and,
0: Yeah. Yeah. But just to the question, do you think that Mrazek is somebody that the Leafs should look to maybe solidify their faith in through this uh, audition? Or do you think they should look to move him out because we have jack who's established himself as a starter and you know there's a couple people kicking around in the back that can back him up
3: well this definitely would benefit
0: the least for him
3: to play well because the the more well that he plays the value goes up and we're not keeping this guy like i'm i know offense to marazzi but we're not like we, we you know we love jack campbell we know he's our one he knows our he's our 1a and he's our number one so if anything the the best thing that raza can do to earn his uh, stripes is to crush at these uh, next couple of games and uh Doing so adds to his own value, and if we can actually find a team that's like, "Hey, we need a attendee. We really need him," then perfect. We can share Edmonton. Them off. Yeah, and, uh, well, they don't need a attendee. They need something, right? They need they need a soul. An
0: entire defensive core.
3: They need a. <laughs> they need some quintessence.
0: <laughs> they need a defensive core that doesn't center around Cody Cece and Tyson Berry. They need a virgin, no offense to Darnell Nurse, a who's sacrifice a and, good defense, and defense and a
3: volcano. I think that's the only thing that's going to get them to win a couple hockey games at this point.
1: Duncan yeah Keith. it's
0: yeah like really okay so let's talk about the oilers here for a sec um because I think they are a potential target for somebody like Morazic. because uh as I've been listening around to, on other shows the idea of Marc-Andre Fleury going there I think with how desperate the oilers are the price for Fleury is just it's out of the question for them at this point like there's no way they're going to give up as much as Uh, is going to be asked for for Marc-Andre Fleury so
3: did you say the
0: price
3: of Marc-Andre Fleury (laughs) because like
0: see there's that too (laughs) but the Oilers are basically centered around Connor and Leon and then what Darnell Nurse on the back besides that like everybody that they've locked in has pretty much been blah there's a couple forwards like Nuge and Yakupov I mean Hyman's Really cooled off, but he's also been hurt. Like, which, hey, we told you so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, happened. no
0: disrespect to Hyman, but we know he gets hurt.
1: It's just. It's kind of sad to think about because if we look at the Oilers this season from October 12 to December 2nd, they were 16-5-0, a 762 point percentage on the season, 2.90 goals against average, plus 19, 87.7% on the penalty kill. And then from December 3rd to now, they're 2-11-2. 200 on the points percentage i mean 4.13 a negative 27 63 on the penalty kill 865 save percentage it's like what where did this huge shift happen
0: you can't blame dave Tippett either like ken holland put together the worst team in the offseason like you he- Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen is an awful tandem. I'm sorry. Like, he's a 39-year-old and a fringe, mm-hmm. like, AHL goalie is not a good tandem to have. I don't care what it costs them. Uh, and Duncan Keith, to not retain any salary on that trade, is was insane that they're paying yes. full price for this guy who's, like, on the tail end of his career. He's probably going to retire within the next couple. And Cody Ceci and Tyson Berry, who not only individually have proven to be not great, but we saw them together on the Leafs. Like, watch the game tape. They're not... <laughs> don't put them back together, man.
1: Ma'am, I know. We there know was a that- time
0: when Barry was a 1A defenseman, but he's not there anymore. And unless he's playing that role, he just doesn't seem to be effective. Like, he hasn't figured out how to shift his game to being, like, the secondary defenseman. And that's where he's at now with his age and and uh, with the amount of talent that's come up yeah, in the back end all around the league. Like, he needs to figure out how to be effective, not being the power play quarterback.
1: Yeah, Barry had every opportunity in the world in the NHL coming from the A, the ABS, where he had all the success. And then Toronto, who is definitely elite and now Edmonton. I mean, how do you screw up in this situation? I don't know, but he's still getting 4.5 a year. They clearly found some sort of trust in this guy and think that he can anchor the the power play uh like...
0: I don't know, man. And with CC, I think Pittsburgh pulled a fast one on them because Pittsburgh's really good at developing people and turning around players that nobody would think to pick up and trade for. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got a good year out of CC, and they were able to flip him to uh, to Edmonton. And man, I think Edmonton got uh, got duped on that because if you look at CC's track record for like the ten years before that, or however many he's been playing in the league between the Sens and uh, and Toronto, but like holy. It's not like everybody's been. The fans have chased him out of town every time. I was gonna
3: say, didn't we run him out of town? Like, who thought would that be? Like, what what changed in Edmonton's mind about his track record?
0: Well, Ottawa literally chased him out, but that's a whole other thing we won't get into. But like, you You know, look that one up. There's a news story around that. Sometimes I like third degree burns. Third
3: Jesus. (laughs) So sometimes I like to think that the Leafs like to pull their uh, defensive pairings from uh, the giant Tiger Barden. But uh, oh yeah, who the hell is Slater Kokoe? is that even how you pronounce his name like
0: (laughs) oh slater cuckoo
3: cuckoo Cuckoo? what the fuck i don't pay that but i don't pay that much attention to third you know third uh, defensive pairings all right like
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's just like there's there's not much there and i don't know Duncan, are they at the point where it's okay somebody somebody made the point like is, is it at the point where you have to move one of these two guys like I know nobody ever wins in that scenario but like okay technically the Colorado Avalanche did they traded Sundin and uh, Lindros and who else was it uh, when they were the Nordique and then the Avalanche went on to win the cup so it's not unheard of but uh, like you it can't be at fail safe mode like pulling the parachute but the yeah. hell do you do? Like, trade for some some quick thing that's going to solve the problem for now? Like, I don't know how to solve this.
3: Br- bring Neil mm-hmm. Yakupov back at this point. They need something. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well. Like, well, like, is Evander
0: Kane going to change this? I don't think so. Like, scoring isn't the problem. It's their defense and goaltending, and they've wrapped up too much money in people that aren't good.
1: Yeah, well, they're Nobody's still paying take uh, James Neal until 24-25, almost 2 mil, oh, and y- They do have space, though, with a long-term injury reserve list. I mean, Nugent Hawkins is 5.1. Then there's Oscar Klufbaum, who hasn't played, and he's a 4.167. And then Josh Archibald at a 1.5. So you do have some room to play until the trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know who's going to, like, everybody knows the position they're in. It's like I said about Fleury. I I think they've kind of, played themselves into a position of desperation where everybody's going to overcharge them
3: mm-hmm. and to go back to the point i was making earlier about that uh, interview i think it again seeing how disgusted the player t- and tired the players look there's got to be something bad like something really fucking bad going on in that locker room and it's not just the losing cause you don't you know like teams can lose and still have a lot of fun, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's like this. They just look. I know it's 13 games, but still, it's like they just look absolutely like like there's something going on in there. And maybe they, maybe they just need to have a fight, like a lot, a big old rock locker room scrum where they all just get it over with whatever is on their minds. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second, we actually just want to win because, like, obviously, you can tell that one kid. He really, you know, he really just sees the bright side of things but when you have mcdavid and dry sidle just looking so glum every time they come on the tv like you're the supposed to be the stars you guys are supposed to be yeah. like, the tough guys like like if you know you you should be the ones that, no matter what the situation is like you shouldn't be tired going out there you should be like you know what let's go right because you're getting paid that kind of money you shouldn't be like it doesn't matter how many games you lose you should always have a good fucking attitude because like at the end of the day like you're supposed to be the leader right like you're supposed to be a captain your captain goes down with mm-hmm. the ship at the end of the day, so you better, you know, make people smile while they're going down, you know.
0: <laughs> but like, let's be honest, he's just the best player on the team. He was like given the C because he's Connor McDavid. Like he's still growing into that role, I think. Like I don't, I don't know it's if he's really now, like a, a leader captain type.
1: Remember how poorly the Vancouver D- Connects were doing and before Boudreaux. Boudreaux came in and they were (laughs) last of every standing. And now Vancouver's two points ahead of Edmonton. That's how bad their streak has been since December because Edmonton was hot, hot, hot. And now it's just horrible. I mean, we know Montreal was doing horrible because when Josh Anderson was injured December 2nd, he was the goal scoring leader with seven returned 46 days later and remained tied for the, goal scorer on the team, but man, it's these these Canadian teams I don't know what's going on this year and last year everyone was saying so much like, oh just wait until you face the American teams, you know as the Leafs but
3: maybe it's yeah. a morale thing right like maybe these guys like they you know they know that they can have the best of both worlds if they, when they go to the states and when they come back to Canada. They're getting a little sad because they gotta, you know, they can't go to LA fitness like the rest, you know, like the rest of us. We all <laughs> gotta sit, sit at home and, and do nothing, you know, but, uh, that's, that's always a possibility too, right? They, they see, I said, they see their friends down in the States just having a whale of a time and then they gotta come home and this frozen tundra and, and be miserable. You know, I, I get that too. You know, obviously I, as the pleb that I am, like I don't sympathize with them at all. <laughs> at all. You know, these guys are making millions of dollars, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but I, I do believe that is a big issue too. Cause that's, has that not been talked about by uh, the boys in the States? Like they've been being pretty snarky about how they feel about Canada.
1: Yeah. Yes. There was someone giving an interview saying how he's not excited to come to Canada. And I'm actually just trying to find that because I posted about it today, but who was that they sent an interview today or yesterday i can't remember but same thing they weren't excited to come because of all the restrictions and it's like a whole new world here compared to the u.s but
3: and also i want to give a little shout out and another good shout out to brad marchand like being all cheeky you know he's trying, kind of running his <laughs> own uh you know hurricanes uh, style uh instagram twitter yes. account but uh but you know what, Brad, if you lost 13 games in a row, I'm pretty sure Beantown, which is one of the hardest markets in any sport, would rip you a new one, too. So, like, you know, keep your comments to yourself about that, okay? Like, that's, <laughs> oh, Canadian markets are so tough. You live, you're in Boston, home of the Red Sox, home of the Patriots, Patriots who are crying every day now. Like, chill. You're lucky that your team is good, and that's why you're not getting shit on, okay?
1: Fucking <laughs> idiot. I know. I'm surprised he played, eh, after that injury at the last game and they showed him. Uh, he couldn't even high-five his teammate to after the goal, but this guy's a beast. And then taking that fan's phone and going down the tunnel and recording the video and Man, respect. I know he's a rat on the yeah. ice, but this guy—he's how can you not like the guy?
3: As I said, Dirty sees both sides. So on the on the contrary to my previous opinion, I still think he's a beauty. At the same time, because like that 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 post where he stole the fan's phone, he's like, hey, "Yeah, we're yeah. just uh, you know just finishing up the the pre-game, uh you know workout. we uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully we're gonna win one tonight. I don't think they went, won one. Uh, wan one. <laughs> I don't think they won one that Weh. night. Maybe they did. I don't know. That's my French coming out. You know, wah wah
1: wah.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I just got to move us on real quick. Before we sign out here, we're going to play a quick game. Uh, this is the defenseman uh, dating game. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So a bit of a game Woo! show like uh, we used to do. So this is um, imagine that there are defenders behind a wall and you are the star of the show. You are a guest. You're sitting on a chair. And uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the potential matches of Defenders on the other side of the wall uh, without telling you their name. And uh, you're going to pick who your trade deadline target is just based on the info without me saying who it is. Okay? Okay. Are we in for this?
1: Giving me RuPaul vibes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, shout out. So, first up, um, I am... 27 years old, uh, six foot two, 205 pounds. Uh, this year I've got 15 points, five of those being goals. And, uh, I'm on a team that's doing pretty well, but, uh, is looking to move me. I make, uh, $4.1 million a year. And, uh, I, I really think that being an alternate captain on my team, I can, I can bring something to, toronto in the back end that uh, would really help bolster the shutdown and uh, and also help the offense out like i think I, i've got both sides to offer you here and uh, i think my contract is, is pretty nice for that okay. Hmm. okay
1: i think well go ahead darty if you you think you know because i definitely think i know who this is
0: I'm and we're going to do, uh, we're going to do date or pass on this one.
3: Oh, this is, <laughs> uh, you know what? I just don't know. You got me. You got me on this one. I'm stumped.
1: Okay. I... You don't have to
0: guess who it is. It's just, is this somebody that you'd want to, you'd want to trade for?
1: This is a left right hand shot, right?
0: This is, um, yes.
1: Okay. The fact that they are a right-handed hand handed shot defender and at a good age, I mean, the defenders are usually in their prime in their later 20s and comes with about a 4.1 cap hit. I think it's worth the money in this aspect for Damon Severson Ooh, from the New Jersey, nice Jersey Devils. Yeah, especially being a Canadian boy. I think he's from Manitoba. More the merrier on the Leafs. I'm all for that. So, oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah
0: so, nice guest there. That's uh, Saverson, who was a uh, 60th overall in 2012, who's having a decent season. Just his plus minus has been awful. The Devils have been meh, good, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, they did well his... tonight, eh? Yeah. His career high in points though was back in uh eighteen, nineteen, where he had thirty-nine uh eleven goals, twenty-eight assists, but he was a minus twenty-seven that season. So Oof. he all of his best seasons, like when he had thirty-one points, he was minus thirty-one. When he had thirty one points again, he was minus twenty. So he's had some I mean, New Jersey hasn't been great in the last uh five, six years, but he's had mm-hmm. some rough years when it comes to that. Uh penalty minutes up there too um yeah shoots about seven percent seven and a half
1: see i don't really like the 4.1 i think we can do something a little cheaper but i know there's quality with this guy so i think that would be the max i would spend on another defender
0: okay so we'll move on to our next one uh i'm 29 years old 6 390 pounds uh i was 131st overall pick I've been a trooper for my team. I've been here since I was drafted. And uh, I feel like I deserve a raise for how much I've given to this team. And they don't want to give it to me. I've got 22 points on the season. One of those being a goal. And uh, my contract is a uh, crisp 4.25.
1: And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I
0: think I could bring a lot to your team. And uh, I've shown... In playoff runs, that I'm versatile and reliable, and I can bring that experience to your playoff runs in the future and be Dirty, a long-standing you look confused. member of your team.
3: <laughs> I'm not a stats guy, right? So you can't, like, you know, I can't, I'm not, uh,
0: you don't have to figure out who it is. I'm just saying, you know, well, is this somebody that, uh, you wanna, you wanna bring to the Leafs? I 4, think 4,
1: the whole, uh, I, don't know.
0: I think when you way. said,
1: I know what I'm worth sort of thing. And I expect to get paid kind of gave it away for me, but this is yeah, someone. I figured it would. Yeah. This is someone I am not gearing towards. I mean, we have one of these guys on the team. Uh, we have our number one quarterback. Uh, I'm going to name him. Cause I know Darty just by your face. You don't know who it is. It's John Klingberg from the Dallas stars. Well done. And I don't know. Like I said earlier in the show, I think Morgan Riley needs to lead the way and another team can utilize John Klingberg for his worth and actually pay the guy. I don't think the Leafs will ever pay the guy what he wants. He's way out of the price range. So it is a nah from me.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking when his 4.25 is up, he's looking for something in the 6 or 7 range at least. 8 minimum, I would think. Well, I mean, I don't put him up there with, maybe. Like he might be asking for that, but I don't think he gets that. I'm going to I'm going to say he gets like somewhere in the 7 range, but I could He be puts completely himself there. Wrong.
1: After yeah, the off signs? I don't
0: think anyone will pay him that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. But we never saw, you know, like Charlie McAvoy getting 9.5. So Fair enough. He want to take a discount up.
3: just to get out of those ugly ass jerseys all right? Like
1: Right. Ugh. <laughs> They're,
0: awful. They're so bad. They have to be the worst in the league. And Darty, who was their mascot that we made fun of? <laughs> it's what a bug. It's a, it's
3: a bug, right? Oh, the the bug. Yeah. Not the bug juice series, but it is a bug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, next up, we've got, uh, I'm 30 years old, 6'3", 234 pounds. I'm not doing so great this season, but neither is my team, and that's not my fault. Um, I've shown that, uh, I've got playoff experience and, uh, I'm only make three and a half million dollars. So I think that makes me a more attractive candidate versus the others that have presented so far. Um, and, uh, though we've played a lot against each other in the past, I think uh, that I would have no problem switching teams and being on your side and, uh, Mm. and backing up Jake Muzzin.
1: Do you know who it is, uh
3: <laughs> You know, I gotta, I'd, I'd be better at playing, uh, what do you call it, uh, guess who?
1: I think I know who it is. And you know what? This might be a good fit for the Leaves, especially being 6'3", 234. I mean, it hasn't really worked out to the extent that the Montreal Canadiens would have liked, but this is Ben Chariot, and he does have a great history with the Winnipeg Jets pre- previously. I mean, just looking up his stats now, he he topped out at, mm, 20 points in 18-19, which, which isn't too bad, but this is more of a heavier TJ Brody type, I would kind of phrase it because the, he's not supposed to be known for the points but i would date i don't know
0: uh so steph nailed it it's ben chariot of the montreal canadians um yeah.
1: chariot yeah i racing.
0: i have to say this is one of the ones that i'm leaning more towards uh as well i think that the canadians are in the toilet they've got a new gm and we talked about this. Maybe making a trade with the Leafs is his first big splash. Um, mm-hmm. Weird that they hired an agent, like a player agent, as their GM. Is that not a conflict of interest?
1: I was thinking that. Like but... he still
0: represents people currently, and he's yeah. the GM of the Montreal Canadiens. Like that doesn't seem like it's allowed. Hey,
1: it it's
3: Montreal. It's <laughs>
0: <There's> Montreal. <laughs> Anything can happen
1: in this city. <laughs> fine. Yeah um i you think he like,
0: you sound like lumiere <laughs> <laughs> <our> Nice.
1: <laughs> but i think he had to end his previous job to accept the gm position and i did not see that coming honestly <laughs> when he was named That's i was lumiere. like whoa but
0: okay so just uh to throw one more out there
3: okay well i was gonna say i have one thing to add on to oh, that is that the least have done well with stealing Habs because uh, I, for one, remember how much of a boon it was to have Tomash Placanic on our team. He was like, wasn't he like one of the very few people who was fucking scoring in the playoffs? The one time he was on our team, yeah, I, uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that. I remember saying, "Go Habs, yeah. go!" Because I was like, "Bro, we robbed them." Like we literally, like this guy just turned out to be a fucking wagon, like exactly when we needed him to be.
1: That was the worst rental. In my experience, within the last couple of years, I don't know. I just I Nick hated Foligno? that. Yeah, but Thomas Polkanic, like
0: we didn't give up a first round pick for him, though.
1: I get okay. What did what did we give up for Thomas? Do you guys know? Here, I, I'm not up, too sure, but yeah, I honestly thought they would try Nick out a little longer. Glad they didn't because he came with a hefty price. But man, I don't know.
0: Traded. Kyle Bond uh, in exchange for forward Kirby Reichel, defenseman Renat Valiev in mm-hmm. a second round. Canadian... Oh, no, that's returns to the Canadians. Um we give him
3: Reichel?
0: General, oh, Mark Bergevan did it, of course. Uh, have acquired Kirby Reichel, Renat Valiev in a second round pick in 2018 f- in exchange for Thomas Placanitz and Kyle Bond. Hmm. So, yeah. won, scored
3: won. two goals and four points in seven games because uh, our boy Nazim Kadri got suspended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last. Uh, last candidate here. Twenty-eight years old, six-four, two hundred and twelve pounds. On arguably one of the worst teams this year, uh, not quite the worst, but despite that, is only a minus twelve and uh throws the body around blocks shots like a madman and makes 3.85 million dollars a year this team has said that everybody other than three names are available come deadline day
1: okay okay that's you you had me for a sec because i had no idea until you just said that so that's obviously the chicago blackhawks all
0: right Steph. nailed it the blackhawks uh I think it was yesterday. Said that um, who was it? Kane Taves and who was the other one?
1: And Kane Taves and it wasn't even uh, Alex Debrinket, which I was no Debrinket was on about, the table,
0: which is but, what uh, blew everybody's mind. Jones there was one other. Seth, yeah, Seth Jones. And everybody besides the three of them are available, which is just yeah. crazy. The situation but- they've put themselves in.
1: This is a guy though, back to the game. Um I who want to see. I think it's Connor Murphy.
0: It is Connor Murphy.
1: And this is who I would be gunning for. He's cheaper than Severson and he he does it all. He's a big man. He's 6'4, 212. He's literally like he's in his prime right now and doing the things that he's supposed to be doing and I cannot see Chicago letting this guy go, but after that statement specific, specifically it's like what are they willing to do because rumor is that they're also willing to give up flurry as well which i don't think they should give up give flurry up i mean he just won the vesna last year and then they got him for nothing but
0: yeah and i think the best thing about connor murphy is he's locked down at 4.4 million dollars until 2026
1: yeah that's the thing that i that deters me i don't know if the leaves will carry that and moving forward um they'd have to make a lot of moves to make it work including jack campbell so yeah but that's just in the dream world for me
0: so there is a 10 team no trade list on uh, connor murphy's contract which is usually um canada plus buffalo and arizona so <laughs> well i mean it is it's eight eight plus two that's usually what it works out to be Um, I do you think? I mean, for the right price, I'm sure you'd have to ask him to waive it. Though that's that's the whole thing. Like, I don't know if he's going to waive that to come to Canada, which seems to be like impossible.
1: Teams are usually attracted to successful elites rosters, and I think the Leafs. uh, A lot of a lot of players are they're they're willing to come here because they they think the Leafs are going to win it soon. Oh, you know
0: what? I don't think his no-trade clause doesn't kick in until his his contract extension next year.
1: Oh. Yeah. So he's free. He just got extended, so I can't see Chicago giving him up, but they're But they are. Desperate. They will. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, maybe not him specifically, but they're going to give up, it seems, anybody if they get the right offer for it.
1: I heard uh, DeHaan might be an option from there as well.
0: Oh, man. Like, there's so many defensemen on that team that you could look at. I like. Okay, so final, final, uh, consensus for this dating game, dating the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are we picking? We've got Klingberg, Samerson, uh, Severson, Sherratt, and Murphy. These are just, you know, a couple of the picks that I decided for tonight. They've been the most talked about.
3: I'm, I'm yeah. getting on the chariot with Steph here, all right? <laughs> I think, I think we should ride that and, uh, you know, as I said, like we've had we had some success with making some deals with uh, with the French, and uh, I don't know, like I, I feel like it's one of those weird things that sometimes there is a little goodwill between the the, Habs and the and the Leafs, right? At least when it comes to land. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I yeah. think not having Mark Bergevin anymore to deal with is. Uh... A little bit of added bonus there. Dubis gets to start fresh with somebody new who's a player agent, which is something that I think Dubis would have an easier time dealing with than somebody who's like a, a lifelong general manager.
1: Yeah. I think um, it depends, right? Because we we just assume what Dubis is going to do, but we don't know if he's just going to push in and shove and go all in with multiple people, a, one person. You, we just never know because we... Another couple names I've heard out there is the likes of uh, Manson from a- uh, Anaheim, which Anaheim, carries a yeah. 832 and a half th- or 100,000 uh, cap hit, which is nothing. And is then that there was
0: just for the rest of the year, or is that actually what he signed to?
1: Um... Oh, I think that's for the rest of the year. Yeah, he signed to a 4.1. Okay, that changes yeah, things a little. And then there's Scott Mayfield. He's up at the end of the year. Yeah. Scott Mayfield from the Islanders carries a 1.45 cap hit, which isn't too bad whatsoever. So if they're going for multiple pieces, I would go for guys like um, Sherratt and maybe Mayfield sort of thing. But if they're going to go all in on one, then I would lean towards Connor Murphy. Um, another interesting name too is, uh, for a forward anyway, is Lawson Krause. I've seen that name being thrown around too, but
0: yeah, I mean, Arizona's probably going to be a fire sale as well. Hey, what about Kessel back to the Leafs?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: heard that a few times. uh, it's, uh come on, look, we can do better. What? Yeah. It's funny. Aren't, aren't we still paying him this year? How would that work out yeah. if we get the contract back? <laughs> do we get a discount on that? Like, yeah. Because we've ben. been paying it already. Is it like a lease where because we've been paying into his contract, if he comes back, then we we get it for cheaper?
1: Mike on Twitter actually posted a lineup today that I really liked. And it would obviously cost a lot of moves. But it looks like this. The first two lines are untouched. The third line, also untouched. The fourth is Kraus, Spezza, Ingval, slash Simmons. And then the D is Riley Brody, Muzzin, Manson, Sandine Mayfield and then Lilligren. This is something wow. I can see happening. So, shout out, Mike. Thank you for that. Um, I really liked that placement, but obviously it would cost a lot. Like Richie Clifford, um, maybe Mikhaev, depending on what they want to do with him. Mirazik. I don't know. But
0: yeah, especially if we're looking to, like, are these rentals? Because I mean, we got to think about signing Jack as well, because I mean, look, I'm looking at Lawson Krause. He makes 1.5 million a year and his contract is up at the end of this year. So it's these guys that you're all going to, you're going to have them and then they're going to walk or like trading pieces away for people that are not even guaranteed at the end of the year seems a little crazy, but we're also at a time where it's like you have to also win now um i don't think a first round pick does you anything good i think you move that for something but you also got to free up space so you got to look for somebody that's willing to take on the contracts of like you said richie or um or somebody else but like we got Mm the 50 percent discount on richie because he cleared waivers which is great but yeah it's not enough to to bring in a piece or um or save jack's contract
1: yeah you're right it's now or never the it's It's literally this year, next year, max, or never. Like, I mean,
0: we say that, but like, Ovechkin didn't win the cup with Washington until what, like 35 or 34? He was like, if Fair. somebody like if Matthews and Marner are going to, you know, dig into the sand and, and stick around in Toronto for their whole careers, then, you know, the, the whole makeup around them could completely change. Like we could we could see a whole new team that doesn't involve, you know, maybe Taveras, like maybe Nylander's still there, but maybe Riley's not. Like you never know what's going to happen, but they could still be around and win a cup with this team in a decade from now. Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's always going to be windows, but like with how well Jack's playing right now and the Depth that they've put together with Kasha and Bunting and Kampf. Uh, I think it's like go for it now, especially when there's so many bad teams this year.
3: Mm-hmm. And it yeah. seems it's it becomes even more apparent that as with now mode when we talk, when we, you know, we bring up uh, T- Thomas Placanic and we realize <laughs> that those fellas were on that very same team with Mr. Thomas Placanic on the playoff run that was with uh, Raptors' playoff run that had uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. So that makes you feel really fucking old, even though it shouldn't. Wow. <laughs> so we got to get it done. Like, yeah, the, the boys are still young and it, you know, they're not geriatrics. They're not fucking s- retiring anytime soon. But when we talk about things like this, we realize, yeah, it has been a while. Like a lot has happened. It feels like, especially with COVID now, it feels like we've lived through a century of hockey and it's it's time. Like it is now or never, because like, we can't we can't yeah. get, let them drag their feet anymore. Like let's it's go time.
1: Yeah, it's now or never because the guys in the big office up there, their jobs are on the line. And if the Leafs don't get past the first round, it's going to be the end of the Shanna plan, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, but hey, I mean, they're having a great season. They're yep. uh, they're doing well. They won again tonight. Uh, I know it was a bit of a rough road trip, but hey. Hopefully things are on the up and up from here. We've got Anaheim and Detroit in two games in New Jersey, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Mike MTC on Twitter, who uh, mentioned that Jack and Morazic should um, switch back and forth for these games. I think that's probably a good idea. I don't think now is the time to overplay Jack when we're going into uh, a really packed February and get Morazic the games.
1: Yeah. So Back to back yeah. coming up against the devil. So.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Little fantasy tip. All the Canadian teams that uh, got all their games postponed are playing them all in February. So pick up people from... Uh, man, the Leafs are the only ones in a playoff spot, so I don't know who to crap. But if Mikheyev or Kerfoot or any of those guys are available in your leagues, pick them up because they're going to get lots of ice time over the next couple of weeks. Maybe yes. some of those
3: Sabres might get a bump from that uh, that new old jersey uh, information that just got out there. They're bringing back the, the big bison head.
0: Oh, I love that. And I picked up uh, Alex Tuck and he's been great. So, hey. Yes, that's there's, good. There's points to be had there. Uh, with that, we got to sign off for the night because we're going way over because uh, it always happens when Darty's here.
3: I talked a lot, all <laughs> right. That's it's what I do. That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we love it.
0: That's that's what we have you here for. So, yeah. uh, with that, we got to sign off. Follow him at Darty Broder on Instagram for all those hockey memes. He's got the fire. He roasted me today. Um, maybe didn't mean to be a roast, but like. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was real- true <laughs> <laughs> I saw you know sometimes I, I see things and, and you know like okay okay I, I gotta post that I haven't been posting in a while so do follow that Darty Broder but I do apologize if I've been posting you know I also you know, my alter ego is been pretty busy and uh, I gotta bring Darty back but you know what with good hockey comes more content so
0: yep I'm starting to get the muzzin beard going on or looking like uh, Elliot Friedman over here in his, in his covid beard
1: also Darty, a uh, nice jacket oh
3: yeah thank you i splurged on this back in uh back in the joffrey little phil kessel days okay this isn't oh this is an old jacket all right
0: and it's a uh, roots maple leaf bomber jacket for those who can't see and uh i got that along with a, a roots maple leaf
3: um like sweater like this is like a jacket but they have a sweater now for anybody who uh before we sign off uh likes to shop at roots there's always like one day a year where they have like a weird sale. Like I remember when back in 2014, when I bought this, they had a 42% off sale. Like who comes? Oh, <laughs> so I bought it. So it was regular price. <laughs> so I literally bought Exactly. So I literally <laughs> bought, well, you know what? These are actually pretty good prices for roots, right? Usually you're spending like an arm and a leg, but I only spent. spend. An arm yeah. And, uh, but you know what there, I saw this exact same sweater on Facebook marketplace. So if you like nice things, also check out Facebook marketplace because, you know, Hey,
0: and use code leaf no we don't have Back
1: like this is again. where i got my roots sweater facebook
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> all right have a good night everybody leaves win go leaves go we love you
3: yo we actually have an outro it's been like how many episodes where i wasn't <laughs> it works <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LeafsLateNight, your night of post game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. And I'm Dirty (laughs) Brother. But I got to take Southey for a walk.